Zenkai Boost is a DBZ Kai fancast. It should not be mistaken for an official member of the Dragon Ball product line in any capacity. Remember, the Dragon Ball series wouldn't exist without support from fans like you, so buy a DVD or something. Also, this show is not safe for work, unless you can wear headphones at work, then go ahead and roll those dice, they're basically asking for it. Welcome to yet another episode of Zenkai Boost. My name is Max Newland. My name is Blaine Corliss. I'm Kevin Hillrick. And I'm Max Kostrak. Yet another, Max? Are you getting tired? Buckle up, you beam-loving fucks. We're coming to you live from the inside of a Taco Bell. Oh, are we going to talk about my Taco Bell adventure on the podcast? I guess this is happening. Please, go on. It's not a great story. Here's the story. I'm drinking a Baja Blast Mountain Dew because I just ate Taco Bell for dinner because I was too tired to cook before we did our podcast. Okay, guys, so here's the new question. The new question that is the most important question. How many iterations of the Dragon Ball canon do we have to get until there is a character who uses an attack move called... Baja Blast. <laughs> Ooh, nice! I would love if they had a Saiyan named Crunchwrap. <laughs> oh my god. Dragon Ball Z brought to you by Taco Bell. Ah, this is how they're gonna fund the new seasons. <laughs> Lord Bell, Frieza approaches. Lord Bell. Let him come. He can try anything from our value menu, which we have tasty vegan options available. Yes. Yes, Lord Chalupa. <laughs> you know, some people complain that Dragon Ball Z sold out, but I think it added a lot of depth to the story. We <laughs> saw the background of a lot of characters I wasn't expecting. I had to refrain from like just fiercely typing to try and see if there was any form of like a McDonald's toy meal or something from any fast food franchise. Prize. Prize. I'm done. Mm. I'm, just, I'm just done. <laughs> I'm just... No, fuck it. I'm done. I'm done. Can't talk. Do you guys? Okay, bye, Blaine. Bye. See ya. So this is just it's just three of us doing the podcast today. Um, do you guys remember that commercial for eye drops that the Dragon Ball Z characters appeared in? The my brand That's one. So wild. Post that on the Facebook. I think I must have missed that. This was in the '90s when Dragon Ball Z was running on uh, on Japanese television. Goku, Krillin, and the boys appeared in an ad for eye drops because they all where they all went swimming. And they got chlorine in their eyes, and they put eye drops in. It's so specific. Holy shit! I, so this isn't like it's essentially a filler episode. So so this isn't a oh like Frank Roger Rabbit like actual people and the DBZ crew as cartoons. Yes. Like, oh, it is that? Yes, it is. Oh, I fairly you gotta certain. send I'm this thinking. to me. Uh, this was one of those things that back when uh, hot power level tips were traded on web rings in like 1998 oh. guys we might want to have our viewers pause the podcast watch that and then come back yes and also google the anime web turnpike while you're at it <laughs> <laughs> that's all we had folks someday we should just do a special episode about the internet 
and in the Dragon Ball Z age. Gaming in the Clinton years. <laughs> <laughs> so, sorry. Episode thirty-seven of Dragon Ball Z Kai. <laughs> oh, right, the thing we do. This one had a non-traditional intro. Did you guys notice that? We see Frieza's freak out all over again. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He loses it. Uh, he says, "You've forgotten how scary I am," or whatever. Uh, and then he does his thing where he screams and he catches on fire. I think he calls someone a uh, maggot. I think he that calls sounds like all of them maggots. Yeah, that's one of the things he says. Can I note here um, that Frieza starts powering up at the beginning of this episode, and that's kind of the whole fucking episode. <laughs> yeah, Frieza just spends a lot of time uh, getting strong. This is actually just an episode about two different people getting strong. And one of those people becomes a different person, kind of. Yeah, Piccolo eats a, a guy. A little? <laughs> we'll get into the ramifications here, because I have a Pic- lot of questions. Blaine, did you just suggest that Piccolo consumes a man in this episode? I'm saying that uh, Nail is a crunch wrap, and Piccolo is a consumer. <laughs> so he can get that good fire spicy sauce on his moves. <laughs> what do the Mexicans taste like? Slugs. Oh, Next girl. question. <laughs> From the recap, we go into the opening for the 37th time. Hey, um, Raditz and Nappa are still here in this opening. That's the thing <laughs> I na- noticed. Oh, who? I, I have a question. So is this us staring into the abyss, or is this the abyss staring back into us? Mm. I feel it's like I a hypnotoad it might be both. kind of thing. It's kind of a mutual staring. Now, it, there is a bit of a chicken and an egg. Which one stared first? I, I think it's us. I think we're yeah, the chicken. We we click play on that one. We <laughs> we loaded up this this the chamber for for this game of Russian roulette that we didn't know we were starting. I wanted to get your opinion on something else from the intro because I paid a little bit more attention to some of the background details this time, mm. and I did notice the backup singers also terrible. <laughs> My it's question the same is, person, I think <laughs> it's upsetting. It's very upsetting. And is would it be better or worse without it? And I can't decide. It's just so perfectly a part of it. Well, I'd go back and listen to it, but I, I'm not bound to do it twice in one day. That's right. You have you have met all the things stipulated in your contract for today. <laughs> yeah. I was talking to Newland about this earlier. It's my, my other crackpot theory that I, I've come to the conclusion. Mm. I think that uh, Yes, I remember fly, this. I, I think they're ducks when they fly. Because... They do a lot of V flying, and I think they do it because of air drag. Think Can about you... it. So if you watch in the beginning... Think about it. Think, just think about it. They're all flying. They all jump off the fly. Instead of being able to converse with each other by looking at each other in the eye, they always fly with one person behind or in front of someone. Very rarely is it ever like side Well, how side. would they... How would they reliably make eye contact whilst flying? One of them would have to fly backwards. Yes, exactly. Like Powdered Toast Man. Just butt first. You trust your friends and know where you're going. Butt first. I feel like that would be. (laughs) That should be somebody's style. Why doesn't anyone just act like they're actually sitting down in a chair and just fly? Well, that's oh, well, what... that was Frieza. Yeah, well, no, no, I mean, but without an actual chair. I mean, they just they just bend over and then just fly. So anyway, Frieza could do it. He has, you know, he has the power level. Uh, So so anyway, (laughs) we this episode actually opens on Piccolo, um, which which is a fun breath of fresh air. I thought the the title. Oh yeah, the title which has two spoilers in it. Oh, we got to talk about the title too. (laughs) 
Uh, a nightmare transformation freezes power level one million. Did you guys notice how hard the narrator hit one million when he no. read this? <laughs> one million. It made me so excited. I was like, "Oh shit, one million. <laughs> and guys, uh, as as long as the title has spoiled it, uh, I might as well. We might as well commemorate. This is our final power level. Yeah, and it's just never mentioned again, right? Yeah, that we will never <laughs> again. For the rest of the series, receive um, a numeric value that corresponds to a person's level of strength. But they'll they say power level, right? They just, they'll just never add, like you said, the number. They might say mention their key or their power or their energy battle power, maybe even. Uh, I mean, in the dub, they might mention the words power level again in the future, mm -hmm. but. Uh, there's no more scouters, though, right? Yeah, we're not gonna give a, get a number on it again for the rest of the series. That's so crazy. The final scouter does get destroyed in this episode. I'm fairly certain it does. It does. So that's it. Akira Toriyama finally said, "I've had enough of this bullshit." I think Toriyama, yeah, kind of saw the writing on the wall with where he was. He was kind of writing himself into a corner with these numbers. Yeah, we he we hit one million and we're good. We're that's we're done. We can just, let's carry on from there. So Piccolo's really nice to his uh, fellow Namekians, all one of them. Oh yeah, Piccolo runs into Nail. God, he's very rude. Yeah, kind of shitty. He doesn't want to help Nail. He's like, oh, I see, you're, I see you got fucked up. Well, I don't have time to help. See ya. <laughs> I do love, um, he, he does mention like, I expect you'll understand, or something like that. Where like, you try to it. excuse himself in a really <laughs> shitty way. <laughs> um, but right before he meets Nail, though, uh, he senses Nail's fading power level and immediately assumes it's Gohan. <laughs> Oof. Yikes. I guess he's he's just really clued into the fact that his kid that that this child does not know how to fight, so he probably got his ass kicked. And uh, so they bring up a topic that they speak of with such ease and such familiarity that I have to wonder if it's something that all Namekians know about. Yeah, it, so the thing they're talking about is um, that Piccolo and Kami are split, and if they had combined, Piccolo would be way stronger, right? Specifically, yeah, the, he says that if they merged, if Piccolo and Kami merged, he would be very powerful enough to fight Frieza. So is this merging thing, I'm, I'm led to believe that it is like just, it's just what, what Namekians do when they want to get stronger. It seems like a thing that they they can just... They, we don't really get any, like, we don't find out if this is a forbidden technique or if this is some kind of, like, if it's something only the really powerful ones can do or if it's... Yeah, because, hold on, this just this brings up an interesting point, which is the Namekians, they reproduce asexually, right? Like, they just sort of split. They spit an egg up, actually. Yeah, they spit an egg up, sorry. And it's basically like a clone of themselves or whatever. Um, how is this not a power strat where you just keep absorbing the past ones and keep generating Sorry, new ones? Sorry, are you, are you talking about, like, creating a brood specifically to fuse with? Oh my yeah, God. I'm just saying, no. like, I, I think it that seems like a... a power strat for their species. How crazy of, like, a Dragon Ball Z movie would it be if they had, like, this one Namekian who's like, I've been hunting other Namekians and absorbing them to become the Super Namekian. 
I it, Isn't that, it seems like it probably Hold on, didn't we do that? It's <laughs> Isn't that Isn't that a thing? Didn't we do that? Oh, is that a thing? I don't this is... I, I don't think that that's necessarily um the, there is a movie where a Namekian is a villain and he's doing something, but it's not that. Um that said, I think it it seems like it kind of has to be consensual. <laughs> okay, okay no, I yeah, that's that good. No, it's sense. good. Um, so, so that means that, so what happens here, uh, is that N- Nail convinces Piccolo that they should merge because Piccolo's not quite strong enough. Piccolo has misgivings about this because he doesn't want to lose himself and his personality. And Nail's also, like, he just Don't. met this guy like one minute ago. <laughs> <laughs> so valid. Um, and so he does, so Nail's like, no, don't worry about it. You, I, I'll disappear. You'll just get my strength. You won't, none of my personality will remain. And Man, that like Piccolo takes that at face value. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, well, so he, he does was, it. He was already dead either way. Yeah. For sure. And he, so the way this works out is that Piccolo nails down, wait, Piccolo kneels down next to Nail. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> he nails <laughs> down next to Neil. And, uh. <laughs> And he he touches him gently on the arm, and then Nail starts glowing. And oh, right before this, we do get a really quick shot. Frieza's still powering up. <laughs> ah, good. Yes, just okay, to good. remind us that Frieza's yeah. still doing that thing right. right there. Um, he, so they they do this bright flash, and Nail kind of like evaporates. There was a moment in this where I was honestly reminded of Homestuck because of the way the flashing was happening. This like two frame flashing animation. That, <laughs> And it this went on for like two minutes. It felt yeah, like. felt like it was supposed to be funny, really. <laughs> um, so they do that, and now Piccolo has you know nails power inside him, and he feels you know he immediately is like, "Whoa, I'm strong as fuck now." He he does his absolute best uh, A plus Vegeta impression here. he throws his throws his hands in the air and he yells that he's invincible and the ultimate namekian warrior (laughs) now i really got to put a pin in here because chris sabbat's reading of this from the original broadcast oh my god do you guys remember it i do he gives himself this big pep talk It's so fucking funny. He's like, yes, yes, I feel great. I can win. I'm so strong. Like, literally with that cadence. So good. I can do it. I can win. Amazing. It's a great moment. Just one real quick thing before we leave this scene. The first thing Piccolo says when he meets Nail is, he looks just like me. God! Is Piccolo racist? Even Piccolo is racist! <laughs> oh, what? So all Namekians know each other, huh? Yeah. Well, actually, yeah, we are all brothers, so we do all know each other, yeah. I did like that I- Nail called him brother. I don't know why, I just appreciated that moment. Just broing out with my with my friend, and uh, my absorbing his life bro. essence. You gotta, so- you gotta stop freezing, brother. <laughs> Dragon Ball Z is wrestling, though. Can we agree on that? Is that? Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, I, so... I don't want to get too far ahead, but there's even a ring later on. <laughs> <laughs> so back on the ranch, uh, Frieza's still powering up. Um, the Earth starts moving. Like he, these big chunks of Earth start sort of pushing their way up out of the ground. And uh, I, I guess it's not Earth; it's Namek. Big chunks of Namek. <laughs> 
um, the boys are real freaked out, but Vegeta is just is is standing firm. He's holding tight. Well, I mean, kind of understandable to be freaking out here. Frieza is powering up to a level I don't think we've seen before. With apparently just his his power as he's he's uh, gathering his energy, he raises this enormous pillar from the ground, then splits it in half. And then some stuff starts happening. Um, uh, Frieza starts throwing out a bunch of blasts, and Vegeta and Krillin and Gohan kind of scatter and and avoid. You know, Vegeta's got a different strategy. Vegeta like flies up in the air and tries to bait him a few times, and like dashes around whereas Krillin and Gohan just fucking hide uh, which is a good plan for for them right now they try to they try to attack once or twice but they can't even get it off he, he Frieza immediately just shuts it down every time I did like that there is this moment between Krillin and Gohan where they're both like well this is kind of the end of the line let's just go for it let's give it a shot and they do give it a shot and unfortunately uh, it doesn't really, it's just not, it doesn't really work out for them, but they don't get destroyed by a blast because Vegeta comes in and saves them at the last second. Pretty cool move on Vegeta's part. Uh, also pretty cool move. He punches, punches the blast away. Right? That was awesome. That was like my favorite moment of this episode. That was a very, very cool moment. I did also like, we see, he not only punches it away, but it bounces away, like in, onto another island that explodes in a humongous gratuitous explosion in this episode the the count of gratuitous explosions is off the charts oh so many this is where uh krillin starts to get a little worried that there's nothing that they can do whatsoever and then vegeta starts to brag a little bit like oh ho 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 you thought you could beat me but can you beat all three of us together frieza has a lot of really cool lines again he does in actually. this episode uh god real props to chris ayers like he did yeah. such a good job in this episode. Like for me, like nobody's ever gonna top Ryusei Nako, but Chris Ayers, man, he knocks this role out of the park. He's for sure. He's so so good. He has some great line delivery in this episode, and I really love it. So after after Krillin despairs for a minute, Frieza laughs and says, "When ants battle a dinosaur, who do you think emerges the victor?" Which honestly, I had to stop and think for a second. How many ants are we talking about? Yeah. What if it's like 50 ants? That's a whole lot of ants. That's a lot of ants. 50, wow. Man, that's more than 49. Going for some of the highest numbers we can think of. Hey, what if it's, what if it's, uh, (laughs) what if it's 69 ants? (laughs) Sex (laughs) noise. But it's ants, so it's gross. (laughs) Oh. Shit. Did you guys notice that Vegeta talks about Gohan having like untapped power? And this is the yeah. first time I guess Gohan like I guess has been told this even though I feel like we've been told this the entire show. It's it's been it's been told explicitly to us a, a number of times the viewer, but th- this is the first time I think anybody's really decided it was worth mentioning to Gohan himself. <laughs> and he took the compliment. Good for him. Here's the thing. You guys are making this whole thing where like Vegeta has somehow detected that Gohan has this secret special power inside of him, and I want to call bullshit on that. I think he's just still a little scared when he got the shit beat out of him when he was in great ape form. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
He's like, hey, you gotta watch out for the tiny one, though. He's feisty. <laughs> He'll get you. Doesn't matter how big of an advantage you think you got, he'd come after you. Of course, immediately after giving credit to Gohan, he has to announce that he's becoming a Super Saiyan because he hasn't said it in a couple minutes. Yeah, he loves to throw <laughs> this out there. This is sort of where I have it marked down that the the break in the episode came, but I feel like there was at least one last one little thing that happened right before that. Frieza pretty much just couldn't give a shit about Vegeta's claim, and he's real mad, and he's going to start attacking. Okay, cool. Well, that means we've hit the mid part of the episode, which means it's time for you all to lend me your energy. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to Zenkai Boost. It's just an absolute pleasure to make this show for you. And the fact that you keep coming back every week is really wonderful. Uh, we wouldn't be able to make it if it weren't for, well, we would be able to make it if it weren't for you. It's just, it would be kind of just the four of us talking about Dragon Ball Z uh, every week. To ourselves and nobody else. I let my mom listen. Uh, so th- oh, that's nice. <laughs> Is Grace she in here right now? No, no, she's not. Oh, okay. I was going to say hi. Um, but regardless, uh, there are other people who help us make this show, including the one and only Friedrich Hobbitler, youtube.com slash Cody Game Music. He provided the cover that we use for the intro to this show. Uh, the artwork for our show is done by Lizzie Kostrak, my little sister. You can find her at kostrak.tumblr.com. That's K-O-S-T-R-A-C-H. Uh, and of course, if you have friends who, who are into Dragon Ball Z Kai, then give them the gift that keeps on giving, Zenkai Boost. Uh, tell them to go to zenkaiboost.com or bit.ly slash tryzboost to listen to uh, what we consider to be a pretty good sampler episode. Good place to, to check in. Good place to check in. And uh, then maybe they can get caught up. I don't care. You know, I don't think people have to listen to every episode of Zenkai Boost. It's I'd a lot like of you episodes. to. I mean, we totally. There's some, I mean, there's some pretty good goofs in there. I think. There's some good ones. That's true. We have a good track record. Uh, anyway, thanks again. We'll be back at the end of the episode to say our farewells. But for now, it's time for Frieza and Vegeta to clash. Do you mean to hold hands? Yes, to hold hands and scream at each other. Okay, so... But... <laughs> I mean, that's what happens, you guys. Yeah. So... It's it's pretty cool at first. Vegeta actually catches a punch from Frieza. Uh, and he's, he you know, he's holding him off, but he, he, he does look like he's having a hard time with it. Uh, I used to teach stage combat back in the day. I did it for, I think, like two years. And I did it in sword and fist work. And there's something similar in sword to this, where it's just like the getting caught, like, like the gripping hands. Or if you see that moment, you see, like, I think in Star Wars, where two swords are getting pushed together. That mm. doesn't happen in any form of a fight. Because it, 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 it totally... is literally there to either allow a conversation to take place or to just stare at each other in the eyes for that dramatic, like, will they kiss moment. Yeah, go... Yeah, Vegeta and Freezer are definitely in kiss or hit oh, for a yeah. good long time. Yeah, there's um, some hate. And they, uh, they, they more, finally... more evidence here that this is wrestling, though, because that is a thing that you see in wrestling. What? And this is hate where, bucket? correct me if I'm wrong, this is where Frieza's scouter finally breaks. Yes. Yeah, they, they're, they're, they're both raising their power. A crater is forming in the ground beneath them because of, of how much energy they're giving off. And uh, Frieza's scouter is going crazy, and he he yells "impossible" 
it explodes and they immediately break and go back to their original positions. So this is where Gohan is like, yeah, maybe we can do it if we all work together. Uh, but Krillin is not so optimistic. He's still feeling pretty, uh, pretty iffy about this. Krillin has a real, real bad feeling about how calm Frieza is right now. And then, mm. and then fucking God, Vegeta. Hey, why don't you transform already? <laughs> like a fucking like a heckler at a stand-up comedy show like come on i don't know Here, here's my reasoning behind it he's just trying to skip to the second phase of the boss fight he knows he's gonna transform eventually right so why doesn't he just have him do it now we don't have to have a big drawn out thing yeah yes exactly and uh frieza kind of chuckles about this and and the boys are a little bit freaked out by the idea of this and, and vegeta's like yeah 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 there's lots of there's lots of freaks out there in the in the space who change their shape to get more power or whatever and kind of racist a, a couple things here reza specifically is like hey you've been doing your homework and vegeta says that zarbon let something slip and that's though so? yeah does anybody remember the specific line of dialogue in which zarbon said that frieza can transform or 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 reference not it? at all Nope. I it wasn't big enough for me to clue in on it. So. Might have might have been a, a translation error of some kind. Yeah, there's some kind uh, of maybe just happened off screen. <laughs> they, maybe there's all coffee. kinds of conversations we're missing that would get ab- <laughs> that would give maybe some actual fucking context. But they're just God. happening like between Bulma and Vegeta, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, between episodes. We also get a little information about Frieza's species from Vegeta. Hmm. Uh, he says that Frieza's race uh, changed their forms to conserve energy or for camouflage. Now, Frieza says that the reason he doesn't transform is to keep his power level from, quote, running amok. <laughs> Krillin is... immediately echoes him in the best way possible. Running amok? <laughs> <laughs> Who says Salt. that? Solid snake level uh, participating in the dialogue. <laughs> so Vegeta's like, he won't change much. <laughs> His blind Why is confidence he so confident here about is that? staggering. <laughs> what does he have to and, back that up? He has no so, idea. And Frieza calls him out on it. He says, is that a fact? <laughs> what happens next will shock you. <laughs> <laughs> click, click. I don't know why I wrote that down. Maybe it was the way Frieza said something. He goes peak Disney villain in this line before, like just before he transforms. Uh, Vegeta's talking some more shit, uh, and Frieza goes, "Foolish prince, feast your eyes!" And then immediately, like his body lights up and his power starts going crazy. Foolish prince, that's a good one. He went Maleficent for a second. <laughs> Yeah, he does. He does turn into a big purple dragon, and he do, he does this thing where everybody thinks his transformation's over because he just blows his armor off. <laughs> yeah. Pretty cool, by the way. It is a very cool way to disrobe. <laughs> it's probably the coolest way to take your clothes off I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> just get home after work one day, flex your shirt off, go to bed. <laughs> that would be, you guys don't do that. That would be very cool, but also. The like the worst. It would be hell on your budget, especially with the armor that Frieza has, where it flies into the ground and doesn't it cut Frieza's face? It cuts Vegeta's. Uh, Vegeta's. Yeah, like it uh, does do that. Shards of this armor fire off like a like bullets. 
And did we not mention the last episode? These are supposed to be like flexible armor too. Mm-hmm. Like the consistency of the consistency of the armor is just whack. Flexible. It's both flexible strong. and like. There's no consistency. It's however, uh, the Toriyama decided it was gonna go that day. <laughs> <laughs> now, I want to note uh, uh, just a little animation thing here, which is Vegeta gets this cut on his face, and then he wipes the blood from it, but what actually Nothing happens there. is that he wipes the whole cut off his face. <laughs> <laughs> just, just heals it in that moment yeah. by doing that. Well, what's, what is Vegeta's armor looking like? Is it damaged yet? No, he's fine. So that means his clothes are fine, which means he's still fine. Yeah. So following our the rule we've established. Vegeta thinks that the re- the removal of the armor was the transformation. Mm. Uh, and Frieza has a great line here. As Kevin points out, Frieza has amazing lines in this episode. He says, how could someone who's been through so much have so little imagination? Which is delicious. So good. Can I say, once again, I think Frieza might just have my favorite lines out of this arc. I love the way he speaks in this. He's mm-hmm. he's a very good villain. Yeah, Frieza rules. Frieza's a great villain, Every line great bad is guy. Good by a very silent mic drop. That he does, he f- fully pictures in his head every time <laughs> he says it. Uh, now the real thing happens, and it's fucking, it's like John Carpenter level body horror, wild shit. What Frieza does it's in this next minute or so. Up. I just, it's, it's fucking wild. At one yeah. point, he has a very tiny head on a very large body and tiny legs. Don't forget that. <laughs> Don't forget the teeny tiny legs on the gigantic body. That's what I. And want how about to his fight? neck? <laughs> yeah, that image you posted of Frieza's neck is really yeah, bothering me. Yeah, can we talk about his neck? There's a there's a point here where his his neck takes up like eighty percent of the screen space, and then it starts bulging with veins. There's only it's, one word to describe so this. It's so weird. It's so girthy. Oh my! <laughs> oh my! Um, and this is also accompanied by this sort of like like curly, wavy red energy that's very cool. I thought like it's a great sequence. It's very f- freaky and like really gets at what you're supposed to be feeling while watching this, which is, fuck, this is bad. Yeah. From the moment the transformation begins, the the genre of this episode changes from action to horror for the remainder of the episode. For sure. Once he's finally done, and it feels like it takes forever, he refers to it, I should say, as his second form. He doesn't say, this is my true form or my final form. He says, this is my second form. Kind of giving away the game. I would have called it either, like, puberty or growth spurt. This is my growth spurt. (laughs) Uh, I can rent a car now. And both Goku and Piccolo both notice what's just happened, uh, despite the fact that they're, like, far away. I I think everybody notices, because there's wind blowing around the planet. Doesn't Bulma get blown away on a boulder? We check in with Bulma, yeah, and she's uh, somehow still clinging to life on this horrible planet. Frieza makes a tidal wave happen. We even zoom out to see a full view of planet Namek, and there's just like a big red light from where Frieza was. Yeah, when Frieza releases his power, you can see it from space. There's also a great (laughs) effect here where the color changes from the moment he transforms. Mm. Like all the colors kind of drained out of the scene for the first few moments. Oh, yeah, the black and white. After he transforms. I love Uh, that. Frieza, his tail like stretches. It like. Like this is crazy. a new power. It, it's on like a fucking uh, uh, measuring tape kind of thing where he like yanks it back in after he shoots it out at the kids. He, well, he actually tries to shoot it straight through Vegeta's head, but he like sort of steps out of the way really quickly and teleports basically. Um, 
and then the tail goes off and destroys a big rock. Because that's what every attack that doesn't hit in Dragon Ball Z does. <laughs> it either it either harms a person or destroys a big rock. Toriyama hates rocks. <laughs> Fuck these big dumb pieces of stone. The message is everyone's fucked. That's the big takeaway yes. here. Mm-hmm. Everyone is fucked. This is way worse than anyone could have predicted it was going to go. He does take the moment now to gloat about his power and he drops his his one million power level and it's just like yeah it's just that's how it goes it's just really difficult to control it vegeta in particular is very troubled by this he has difficulty accepting that one one million is even possible so they're in this situation you know they they find each other they're just sort of floating above frieza they're waiting for him to do like anything and he's kind of taking in all of his options, and he seems like he's sort of playing me, eeny, meeny, miny, mo in his head. He, he, he says, which one of you should be the first to see hell? So good. Fuck, God dude. damn. God. And then the music changes. Oh, Kevin, did you the get the mu- same we track talk as about us? The music. Did we, did we all get that, that Gregorian? The Latin chanting, the horror movie staple. <laughs> yeah. This is a track called Only a Chilling Elegy, and it is essentially Frieza's theme song. Oh, we're going to hear this a bunch? You know what? I would like to play a sample of it. Or, or Kevin, do you think you could play a sample of it for the, for the listener? Uh, I think I can. I, I can definitely cut it in And if you can't this. do it? Then you can cut out all of this conversation about it. Oh, definitely. <laughs> oh my God. It's like we're in the Twilight Zone right Professional. now. Professional. Nothing we say matters. Uh, this this the song is very cool, and it kind of like just emphasizes how fucked these kids are. It's very very good. It's a very good moment. Can I say that this moment when uh, Frieza is sort of choosing his target really reminded me of Vegeta back in the Saiyan saga? When he is sort of just so up on this high horse, like, deliberating who's going to die first. And, like, he's just so above it all right now. And then he looks at Krillin and he says, you. And he just fucking impales him Before, yeah. with his horn. <laughs> Krillin just barely has time to throw Dende out of the way. And then it, we get a real big close-up. Uh, of the horn in Krillin's gut, uh, and blood start running down it, and then the chanting comes in, in the song. And Frieza licks the blood off of his face like a villain. Hey, can we talk about how uh, bullshit that armor turned out to be? (laughs) (laughs) Immediately. Attack number one totally nullifies it. In fact, I think, looking at this screenshot here, I think he sent part of that armor inside of Krillin. Oh, no. Jeez. Oh, um, man. Also, this is about the worst way to get impaled on a horn that size that you can possibly do it. Like, it's not going straight through, you know, the front of Krillin's tummy and out the back. He's, like, up in Krillin's lungs and organs right now. Does it come out the other side? It does. Okay. <sighs> Man, that's a bad way to I, I get. I don't. I do done. a close up on it, and you see blood start to spurt out around the horn. Yeah, I it's don't remember. Bad. I don't remember if this get, gets cut out in the edit or not with of uh, of Kai. But there, will he finishes doing? Yeah, we'll get a little bit more of a look. If not, <laughs> um, uh, oh boy. yeah, that's basically the end of the episode. The narrator comes back in, and he's like, "Whoa, shit." <laughs> <laughs> 
well, them boys done fucked up. (laughs) As horrifying as it is, it is a very cool moment, and it is extremely effective at driving home just how terrifying Frieza's power really is. Um, This felt like, when I was a kid, this felt like a big, major turning point in the series. Um, Absolutely. just getting way realer. The like the the this the the fight is now like in full swing. Uh, we're uh, they're engaged in combat with Frieza. Shit is going. This is down what we've hardcore. been building towards. We've been waiting for this since Vegeta left Earth. Basically, this has been like the next big fight that we've all been. You know, it's starting here. It yes, is. It's beginning, and I'm so glad you could join us for it. Unfortunately, that's the end of this episode of Dragon Ball Z Kai. Um, however, if you stick around for the next episode preview, you get to see Krillin's lifeless body tumbling away to this very cheerful music. (laughs) (laughs) I love the previews in this arc because they keep doing this. They have such upbeat music and Goku comes in like, Hey, everybody, everybody. my friends are dying. (laughs) Also in there, Frieza crashes the, the preview, which I thought was really funny. It's always fun. We get some. We're gonna get some real cool Gohan stuff in the next episode. Hell yes! Uh, Fuck yes, dude! I am so psyched. Oh boy! <laughs> so where's this one? Where's this one put us in our in our track? So uh, episode thirty-seven of Dragon Ball Z Kai ends in the same place as episode seventy-eight of Dragon Ball Z. Whoa! We got like just three... a little short of two full episodes in this one. That's red. Well, I'm. Sh- what do you think's gonna happen next? Send us an email, zenkaiboostpodcast at gmail dot com. <laughs> Who's next? That's um, a weird request to put out. <laughs> vote now on your phones. What's, what do you think's gonna happen next in this series that's been out for like twenty years? <laughs> um. Oh man. What's everybody's favorite moment? I think I don't know about you guys, but. The moment we just talked about. I mean, Absolutely. Frieza stabbing Krillin. 100% no, agree. No contest. Same for me. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're, we're unanimous. I think this is the first, we can set it in, real good big moment of this arc. Absolutely. Yes, for sure. This is, this is we've been, the thing to beat for going We've forward. been futzing around a lot, like, just sort of, like, you know, with this Dragon Ball shenanigans and, like... Goku kind of punching Ginyu really good and all of that, but this is the one that's like, oh shit, we're we're defining a turning a major turning point in the series. This is a yeah, this is a huge moment. This is big. Yeah, Krillin gets penetrated. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, darkness, my old friend. What? <laughs> I'm just describing it as literally and as asexually mm. as possible. Mm, yes. So we're the we're the ones who have committed horny crimes by, yes. by laughing at it. <laughs> this, the horny podcast crimes. can't be this horny. It's illegal. This oh, is man, Dragon a joke. Ball Z. There's a joke in there somewhere about how the fact that he's actually getting stabbed by a horn. <laughs> oh, but I can't yes. put it together yet. Freeze's horny attack could also <laughs> be the name of this. Yes, could be the name of the episode, really. <laughs> Power level one million. <laughs> Oh boy! <clears throat> well, <laughs> shit. I hope you all had fun. Yes, <laughs> we did. Uh, thanks again for listening. It's uh, as I always say, it's so much fun to make this show for you. So uh, share with your friends. Tell tell everybody you know about Zenkai Boost, and uh, we'll catch you next week. Woo! Woo! Live your life like uh, a Kamehameha. Live your life like a Kamehameha. My name is Max Newland. My name is Blaine Corliss. I'm Kevin Hilrick.
And I'm Max Kostrak. And from now on, it's even truer than ever. Power levels don't matter. They really don't. Never uh, again. Throw them in the trash. Garbage day. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>